The Forum at 8 on SAFM. There was a strike about service delivery. So they, they, they tried to... They're stealing in the shop. They're they stealing in the Chinese shop. They're taking groceries. It's hectic inside, but it's fun. Because we're taking food for our family. We of charge. So, yes, it's very hectic. When you, when you go inside, you, you have to be careful fall down. You have to be careful because yes. that glass is down there. So you have to be very, very careful. It's hectic in Mosaikeng, guys. But it's fun anyways. And that is something that took place last week. Also uh, last week, four Northern Cape schoolboys accused of raping and assaulting a fellow pupil uh, were released on a thousand rand bail each in the Jan Kemdot Magistrates Court. The boys aged between 14 and 18 appeared in court and were released into the care of their parents. Now, they were accused of uh, sodomizing a fellow pupil and assaulting him at a school in the Northern Cape. And then last year, uh, this was in November. An 11-year-old boy was accused of raping a 3-year-old girl in Mpumalanga. And in December, there was another story here in Johannesburg where parents discovered that their children were allegedly being sexually assaulted by two teenage boys in a nearby community churchyard. This was in South Hills in the south of Johannesburg. And the boys, uh, the accused, uh, they were between the ages of 15 and 17. And, of course, we all remember that infamous incident of the boy who actually assaulted his teacher with a broomstick. And the list goes on. We could sit here the whole day and reel off a number of horrific incidents involving our children. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we are asking you, why are our children so violent? What is wrong with our children? And surely this type of behavior cannot be normal. Rape, stabbing each other at school, looting um, and committing pranks that might lead, uh, you know, to serious injury and harm. What is wrong with our children? On the forum at 8 this morning, we would love to hear your input with regard to what is going on. And I cannot think of anybody who is not concerned about what we are seeing at the moment. Last night on special assignment, the lolly lounges in El Dorado Park. And of course, there are others across the country. But the scourge of drugs and how our children are just being dragged into, uh, you know, uh, this uh, this particular pandemic and the unfortunate fortunate circumstances that lead to it, the young girls whose lives, you know, are totally, totally torn apart. I can't forget the one incident where this girl um, was relating how she watched a friend having a marathon, as they call it, which was her having um, engaging in sexual activity with five men, all so that they could buy her drugs and she could get her fix. What is wrong with our children. And joining us uh, to answer this question, Dr. Ken uh, Resnick, who is a psychologist, and he's just completed a doctorate uh, which focused on evaluating parenting programs that, are, uh, that have been developed. Uh, Dr. Resnick, thanks so much for your time this morning. Pleasure. Thanks very much, and morning to the listeners. And we're also joined by the Deputy Director at the Department of Basic Education, Dr. Chope Serute. Thanks for your time as well, Doctor. Thank you very much, Sakina, and uh, good morning to our SAFM listeners. Now, obviously, uh, it, this is extremely concerning, uh, Dr. Sirote. Where does one start in actually trying to address this problem? Because it would seem as though there is something wrong with our children. But where does it come from? 
Um, I think there are many ways to uh, answer the questions uh, in terms of looking at the root causes. I think the first thing that we have to consider um, as a nation is to uh, really take heart and look back um, at our history. Um, uh, our history of apartheid and apartheid having been uh, cri- having been declared a crime against humanity, and uh, the nature of apartheid as a uh, as an extremely violent uh, uh, system. That's number one. Um, so that's important. But the second point as well, which is closely related to that, is looking at the nature of our society um, as as a violent society, um, considering uh, the fact. Uh, that children who come into our schools um, come from elsewhere. They come from families. They come from communities. They are part of the broader society. Uh, so uh, some of the habits, uh, some of the tendencies that we see displayed by uh, some of our kids, uh, it's quite clear uh, that society um, has had some um, effect on them. And some of the uh, uh, moral decay uh, we uh, complain about. Some of the social issues we complain about in the broader society clearly um, have had some effect into the psyche um, of our children. Uh, so, so that's an important point to make. But uh, one other thing that I need to just stress uh, in terms of uh, you know behavior of children um, in our schools uh, is just in terms of the role uh, and responsibilities that we expect as an education system um, of our parents to play. Uh, there are programs within the department, uh, various programs. We are also looking at strengthening the extracurricular sphere. In fact, even in the main curriculum, um, issues of diversity, um, um, of discipline, of values, constitutional values, are important and have been integrated into the curriculum, especially in terms of life orientation um, as well as languages. And we're looking at strengthening that. But there is a particular responsibility and role that we expect of our families, of our communities uh, to play. And I think that that is where uh, the challenge is at the moment. Not to say that uh, we have a perfect uh, schooling system, uh, not at all. But what I'm saying is that I think uh, we have been concentrating on what we ought to be doing as a sc- as a school, as a schooling system. Mm. Uh, but uh, we need society to come in and join hands with us. And this is the message um, of the president uh, of the republic when he uh, made the call that education has to become a societal issue. This is a dominant thing in terms of the minister of education in Bezos in communities, uh, because children come from elsewhere. They come from families. They come from communities. Uh, there has to be something that we do as a collective to stamp out uh, mm. uh, uh, this behavior. But, uh, Dr. Resnick, when we look at children today, and you often hear parents and um, you know others uh, looking on saying this, they say that children today are more disrespectful, they are ill-disciplined, they have a greater sense of entitlement than ever before. But is this actually the case? All right. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Uh, actually, I've just um, evaluated my program I've developed. I just, I just like to put it in perspective. Uh, I think, first of all, mankind's been around for millions of years. No culture, no religion, nobody has got parenting rights. And in the training of all professionals working with children, 
there's nothing on parenting or focusing on the educator, the adult. Now, a child can only become an adult with the help of an adult. Children cannot bring themselves up. Every child is born with potential. Every child wants to get out there. But if they're being neglected, if they're not clothed, if they're hungry, etc., they can't be educated. Now, the focus is all on the, on the kid, but it all has to do with self-esteem. None of these children that behave like this have high self-esteem. More than likely, they've dropped out. They don't believe in themselves. This goes right up to adolescence. But nobody is seemingly able to give the parents or show them what their responsibility is. And the educator, I mean, teachers are trained to teach a subject. They're not trained to understand why that little kid at the back of the class never puts his hand up or why this little kid always shouts out. And part of a teacher's role is also to guide those kids to adulthood. It's more than just a subject, but it's totally ignored. And uh, there's just been no work done on that, and it's a big, big problem. There's been quite a lot of research in terms of the impact of good parenting programs. There are not many, but the focus must be on the parent. A parent or the educator, and that's also, it doesn't have to be the biological parent, but you cannot have kids bringing themselves up. You can't have kids being left alone, neglected, and you can't have parents just thinking they can have these children and have no responsibility. And... They need to be trained, they need to be informed and educated because it is possible. I've got three stepchildren, took them on when they were very young. We've put in the structures. It's just amazing. They are not gifted or anything, but they are positive, they're achieving, and I, I do workshops of it really does work when parents are given the tools, but nobody is focusing on that because mm-hmm. nobody is sure on what to tell parents. They might say to them, be strict, but what does that mean? They might say, be calm. Some will say, sit and do homework. But nobody's thinking. All of these things, how do you do it? And, you know, the idea is to help children become independent, but how? So that is the thing that I sort of focus on, and I do believe there's definitely an answer. It's just the way our education system worldwide, it's not just South Africa, there's America all over are having major problems with their kids, and they are overindulged. And the problem is even parents, they can hardly afford it. These little kids have got these games. But there's no control and nobody's understanding how what those games are doing to kids, what these iPads in the wrong hands are doing to children and how vulnerable they become. And you must remember, kids choose, everything they do is a choice. Mm. So they're choosing not to learn. They're choosing not to read. Why? And nobody seems to be understanding and helping the parent how do you help your kid? How do you set these boundaries? How do you get empowered? In all these cases you've mentioned, the kids are in control of their family, certainly not the parents. But we're focusing on stuff that it, it sounds wonderful, but it, it's not going to work. And unless we, you know, we get the focus back that it's a hugely responsible job to bring up children, it is a job. It's a management job. Of course, you've got to love them. But if you don't have any tools to work with, and briefly, nobody's really come out with a definitive manual. That is where the problem is. I've just seen the results when parents are given the tools. And I do believe you can take this out through the government, through into the rural areas, because it's not complicated. You can give parents basic structures to work with where they can at least from a young age help bring those children up to become more independent and motivated, etc. 
And we'll talk about that in just a moment because one would think that parents today are perhaps better informed than those in generations gone by. So if that is the case, then why is it that they won't set limits for their children seemingly today? I mean, these are some of the questions that we need to ask ourselves. Are parents today too soft on their children? And uh, as uh, Dr. Resnick was saying, do we know how to discipline our children? And if we don't, are we making the effort to go out and try and get the information, get the tools that will help us to be better parents so that we bring up children who are well-adjusted members of society? On the forum today this morning, we are asking what is wrong with our children? Why are our children so violent? What are we doing that has, you know, managed to get us to this point where we have children that half the time we do not recognize as parents. How many of us come from that old school upbringing and are enforcing that on our children? Uh, Remember where you were told that children are to be seen and not heard. How many of us still spank our children? And how is that working for you? And of course, then there are the other uh, uh, extreme to that where some people negotiate everything with their children. And I'd love to hear about your parenting style. Have you questioned it? Have you gone out and sought help? Because what is worrying is what we're seeing right now. And that seems to be a whole generation that is lost and out of control. Or are they? Or are we merely seeing this through a certain lens? And our guest this morning, Dr. Chope Serute, who is Deputy Director at the Department of Basic Education, as well as Dr. Ken Resnick, who is a psychologist who's just completed a doctorate in which he focused on evaluating a parenting program, which he himself developed. And I just want to ask you very quickly, uh, Dr. Serute, you know, very often, especially in the school environment, we are told that uh, teachers are struggling with discipline because they are no longer allowed to administer corporal punishment. But, you know, how is that working in that particular environment? And are teachers actually equipped with other tools in which they can enforce discipline? Uh, uh, Sakina, thank you very much for the question. Uh, There are a whole lot of other ways that teachers can employ uh, in terms of maintaining discipline uh, in the classroom. Uh, And we have done some work in the past as well. Uh, there was a publication in terms of alternatives to corporal punishment. So so there are tools currently that educators uh, can use. That's two points that I want to pick up on that are closely related to the question you raise as well. Uh, uh, just in terms of uh, uh, educators and assisting them uh, in terms of the necessary tools, uh, at the moment uh, we are currently in a conversation with institutions of higher learning, especially faculties of education uh, in terms of relooking at the uh, initial teacher training curriculum uh, so that, you know, an important component of that curriculum also is, uh, you know, constitutional values, uh, questions of human rights, uh, gender and so forth, so that educators, when they're in the classroom, they are able to deal uh, effectively uh, with those challenges while in the normal course um, of delivering uh, a curriculum, uh, so th- so that, uh, that that is going. Another important point that I need to raise, uh, and this is related to the point that Dr. Rizluk uh, spoke about, uh, is in terms of parental responsibility. As as an education system, um, our strongest link as a system with parents is the school governing body, and in terms of the Act, the South African Schools Act, if you look at Section Eight. Um, it is very clear that each school 
has to have a code of conduct. It's, it's, it's in fact mandatory. And that code of conduct, we have it as a school so that as a school governing body and as a school we ensure a, a purposeful, conducive and disciplined uh, learning environment. And it will clearly state what ought to happen in cases where there are breaches uh, mm. uh, um, of the code. And, 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 and schools know this. And the school managers, our principals, know uh, precisely uh, what their responsibilities are in terms of enforcing uh, their own codes of conduct. It has to be consistent with the Act. It has to be consistent with uh, uh, the Constitution, in particular uh, the Bill of Rights. But in uh, some instances, the teachers are actually scared of the children. Uh, yes, and this is you know this is why parental responsibility is important, and that, that's why I, I you know I agree with uh, Dr. Rislik. I mean, a case in point uh, in Malamulela, for example, we have our schools being banned now, uh, and in some of those protests, uh, which had nothing to do with schools, uh, you saw school kids uh, in those protests uh, with, with adults. Uh, in some of the protests that we have seen in some of the looting cases we have seen in Gauteng, you'll have seen school kids uh, in adults. So that's a second level of uh, complicity and and total abdication of parental responsibility, uh, uh, which as a society we need to reflect on and really take proactive uh, steps uh, to deal with. I do not agree uh, with Dr. Rislik that it is going to take a parental course uh, for us to get us on the on the right course as parents, for us to understand uh, our responsibility in terms of discipline, in terms of giving guidance to our kids, uh, it, uh, you know, a parental course is important. Uh, assistive tools are important. Uh, yes, but it's not going to take just that only. In the past, uh, parents, especially in disadvantaged communities, used to ensure a purposeful, um, conducive and disciplined environment where there was no where there were no cases um, of butlery uh, where, where there was discipline uh, and those parents in those poor communities didn't undergo any cause none whatsoever um, so I think it, it also ought to be our state uh, of consciousness um, as parents uh, in terms of how we how seriously mm. uh, we take our responsibility how seriously we want to safeguard uh, our, you know, uh, the gains of democracy. It's 26 minutes before nine on the forward date this morning. We are asking what is wrong with our children? And you just need to open the newspapers. And before you know it, you are piled up with incidents that are perpetrated by our children. Horror, horror, horror upon horror. And really, it says that something is wrong. But what is wrong? That's what we are asking this morning. Uh, looking at uh, some of your messages very quickly, I see Zwelenzima Vavi saying, most of the time it's us, the parents, who go against everything good that our parents taught us, and we spoil our kids, and then we blame the times. Um, Kulu SD says, when growing up, I was not only my parents' kid, I belonged to the neighborhood. Any elder had the right to discipline me. But Another problem is schools no longer provide remedial teaching for kids with learning problems, and this just leaves them confused. Uh, Kensani Makeza says children are having children. 
who teaches who what. N.W. Mutua says um, many will not agree, but I think this is a spiritual issue. Please elaborate on that. Lungelo Zulu says society is what's wrong with children today. Children do as they see and not as they are told. We drink, we sleep around, we abuse, we steal, and that's why our children do exactly the same. Dumisani Ntlengentua says having informed, uh, uh, having been informed of their rights, children have developed a sense of independence and demanding whatever they feel they are entitled to. Yusuf Kasim Musa says, uh, my answer to the question this morning is simple. Parenting is key to all of these aspects. Norman Moyo says, every child is a reflector of a family syllabus and doctrine. We have lost the plot as families and parents ourselves are in a mess. Odiz says, community violent protest plays a massive influence on these kids because they see no one being sanctioned. And Kotliso Mputi says, young people are taught rights, but they are never taught responsibilities. So let's go to the lines 0891-104-208 and uh, hear your input on this topic this morning. What is wrong with our kids? Calvin and Gianni, good morning. Uh, morning, morning, Sakina. Hello. Thanks for holding on, Calvin. Oh, thank you. Uh, Sakina, let me start with you there. Uh, the first thing is that uh, you had just indicated that uh, uh, nowadays uh, um, generation or people are well informed than the, or the, 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 the old ones. And that is not so because child uh, rearing, uh, custody, care, and upbringing is not an academic exercise done, a practical exercise. And most of us have had these children growing, uh, uh, um, you know, from the elderly people, we are what we are because of those elderly people who sacrificed everything. But then uh, onward, let me indicate that with development that we have to cope up with, we have taken it for granted that children have to take it from how it happens without control. Hence, even legislations allow children as far as 12 years not even to listen to their parents insofar as promiscuity is concerned. But but, but how does that happen, Calvin? How does that happen? How is it that your 12-year-old is not listening to you? It it happens through the legislation that is there that when I am busy bringing up this kid in a particular way, this kid, when government steps in to tell me how to bring up this child, when this child is staying with me, everything done from my point, uh, Sakima. Mm. Now, I'm saying it is a, a, a practical one than an academic exercise to bring up a child. It right. cannot be that you shift the, 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 the blame of the parents uh, not following the, 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 the government that has become a parent and bring in a, a, a magistrate, a social worker to guard against the parent. I'm not taking away that there are those parents who are so careless in their uh, behavior in, uh, uh, by so, so much as you uh, abusing 
the, the, the children. Mm. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from that, but I'm taking too much on the government that has gone into families and established itself to such an extent that a parent cannot say anything to a child. Okay. The child is said to be having a right if I hush her on something it has not done to Okay. I got you, Calvin. Thank you so much for that contribution. What are your thoughts on what Calvin has just raised? Do you think that a government is overreaching into uh, families and taking away some of the agency of parents in trying to raise their children? Paddy in Mueriva, good morning. Morning, Sakina. Uh, yes, I agree with the former speaker. Um, I think that there's a difference between uh, disciplining a child and abusing a child. And uh, we should still be allowed to, the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, Sakina, firstly, I want to say I'm amazed that your one panelist um, um, feels that apartheid is the cause of, of the problems we have today. As far as I'm concerned, it's the fact that the families are broken. There is no religious uh, very little religious training in homes today that gives a child a moral uh, base and uh, a fear of God. God has been removed from the schools. There's no religious teaching in schools anymore. And we're so busy empowering the woman in the workplace instead of empowering the parent at, the ho- at home. The parents are not there. And our system makes it very difficult. Our shop should close at 5, 1 o'clock on Saturdays, all day Sundays, so that those parents can be with their children. I go through the toll in Moy River at 7 at night, and I say to the ladies there, when do you go off? They say, 10. Where are your, have you got children? Yes. Who are they with? No, they're alone. We are... Um, making the situation far worse by having those shopping hours. But but what are these women supposed to do, Paddy, if they are, for example, um, you know, single parents and they need to keep the home fires burning? What are they meant to do? No, I'm not saying they, they mustn't work. I'm saying that if all shops closed at five, then they would be able to be at home. On Saturday afternoons, they'd be able to be at home. And if shops shut on Sundays... We managed in the past. Uh, all I'm saying is we uh, have taken parents away from home because of the shops all being open at these times. Okay. All right. Thank all you right. so much, uh, Paddy in Moy River. Okay. And um, th- th- then that's another question. Are we too busy chasing success and uh, are we too busy, you know, chasing other material goods as opposed to looking for the cream in our children? Neil in Bizana, good morning. Hello, Neil. Can you hear me? Uh, if you could speak up slightly, Neil, that would be great. Yes. Okay. Can you hear me now, Sakina? Much better, yes. Okay. Uh, Sakina, firstly, I think we all can agree there is no perfect uh, um, uh, sort of silver bullet that's going to solve the problem at any uh, different type of family lifestyle. But uh, what I can say, my point uh, is, um, in the main, um, parents or, or guardians, that are taking care of children, have abdicated the responsibility 
in terms of bringing up children, in terms of grooming them to become leaders in society, and have abdicated it to the teacher and classroom. Now, the reverse hasn't applied, which means the teacher in, in the classroom is not aware that the parent has abdicated this responsibility, and hence the teacher is just having a, I'm talking about, uh, you know, in the majority of the cases. The teacher is there and is saying, I'm teaching, I'm doing my job, and I'm getting paid, and I can't do any more. So we have uh, that situation created on the one hand. On the other hand is uh, we all are groomed by law of association. That means people to people, people to devices, people to social media, and so on. So now, when you also have a, a, a child who is spending more time being influenced by such situations as what's on television, what is in social media, obviously that child is going to get polarized and developed in that way. So uh, it's too short uh, um, a session to, mm. to go on every, everything. But one more thing I want to say, and to reiterate one, one or two of your callers, uh, you know, racism has evolved. It's evolved from a phenomenon to a perpetuation to an excuse. Until we stop using racism as the excuse, I've been a victim of racism. I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. If I have to use racism as an excuse with my children, I'm probably still sitting under a tree now falling down dead. So we need to stop using excuses of the past, understand the past, use it to move forward. So uh, I can't put any more okay. time. Thanks. Thank Bye. you so much, Neil and Bizana. Mtandegi from Kronstadt, good morning. Good morning, Sakina, and to the fellow listeners. Sakina, as I've been commenting in the past in the same program hosted by yourself, I need to indicate a few things. Firstly, I need to raise the issue of Kevin. Presently in South Africa, there is no law that has been developed by this government since 1994 that encroaches on the role of parenting in South Africa. The, the law that is applicable presently in the country has to do with the, the nature of discipline that is muted mostly on the children. Therefore, must differentiate the question of discipline and upbringing of the kids, because sometimes many people will then relate a, a discipline in a negative form. But my main issue at this point in time is right in the household. Many a times you find that how a father or a mother speaks to a child is in a very negative way of communication. Like, for example, you see a father or mother smoke in front of a child in a house, sending the child to the shop, go and buy cigarettes, go and buy everything. At the time of expanding on that, on that particular practice, a child develops and comes across many other things, smoking other things like this, nyaupes and others. My view at this point in time is that parents must assume their responsibility in terms of bringing their child to the possible acceptable norm in the society. What we see in schools is just a, a manifestation mm. of what comes out of the household. What is the because acceptable the, norm in society today? Firstly and foremost, as a parent, regardless of gender, you must have time and positive way of spending with your kids and play that positive role in upbringing your child. But in general, the community as well must play complementary role of ensuring that what we do, what we, how we communicate, is a positive impact desired 
to shape that young person. Unfortunately, you'll find very negative way of communicating with the young person in mostly, and I'm not ashamed of saying this, in our areas of residence. How you'll then be proud of your child coming or talking to in front of other people or even younger person. Mm. Or how I speak to my peer in the presence of a young star. How am I expecting that child up upon perhaps growing or my, being in majority to be Okay. This All is right. a social issue that we must deal but also bring in other social formations that play this complementary role to support in bringing these particular kids. Got you. Thanks so much, Mtanegi and Kronstadt. Eunice in Johannesburg, good morning. Yeah, hi, Sakina. Sakina, I think the more we want to liberalize society, the greater the challenges are. And I think part of this problem is, you know, what, for example, television. And one has to just watch what is coming on television early in the evenings and with children in full view. I mean, I'll give you a practical example of what, what uh, I'm saying. A few years ago in Madadeni, that's outside Newcastle, there were 10-year-old children engaging in homosexual uh, activities in class. And when the social workers asked these children, where did you learn this? The answer was simple, yizo, yizo. You remember the TV show? Now, on the one hand, this show was supposed to be, you know, I mean, educational or whatever. But here was one case of, uh, of actually these children were actually, uh, uh, you know, watching this uh, program and then... Uh, and then performing these acts. So that's part of the problem. The other problem... Mm. But do you blame, do you blame um, the, the television? Do you blame, uh, you know, the producers, the makers of Yizo Yizo? Or should the parents have made sure that their children were not watching that because no, it was what, not age-appropriate? What I'm saying is we're having these shows at times when children are awake. So if you look at television also today from 6, 7 o'clock, you would see some of the lewdest things on television. So I'm saying... You know, we, we need to regulate these things, number one. Number two is that um, we should look at our neighboring countries, for example, Zimbabwe and, uh, and Namibia. They're reintroducing corporal punishment. I'm not saying hit a child black and blue, but, you know, there has to be some discipline in school where teachers are actually losing, uh, children are losing respect for teachers because teachers have no power now. I'm not but, saying but, but, but is corporal punishment the only uh, I'm not saying it's the only, discipline. it's part of it, part of it. Like your previous caller said something, it starts at the household. Yes, it starts at the household. But when the child gets out there and watches television, watches everything else, you know, for example... This, if you could say, South Africa by and large is a religious society. All religions will teach, thou shall not steal. Now, if you just had to look at the current xenophobic attacks there, you had school children together with parents looting shops and what have you. So where does that, in full uniform, children looting shops, where, where are we heading for as a society? I think the challenges are very great out there, and it's not a one-off thing. It's a multi-dimensional thing. We have to tackle all issues and from all angles. Okay, got you there, Eunice. Just reminded me of that saying, you know, when a hammer is the only tool at your disposal, then every problem resembles a nail. Let's go to Nicholas in Pretoria. Good morning. Hi, Sakina. Good morning. Welcome, Nicholas. Thank you. One of the SMS issues is a spiritual problem, and you asked that it should be elaborated more, and I thought I should weigh in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you go to Second Timothy chapter three, there is a prophecy in the Bible that talks about the last days. And one of that prophecy from verse one says, "In the last days, 
people will become primarily lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. And then from there, they will be lovers of money. And when you continue, one of the clear consequences is that children will be clearly disobedient to parents. That, if you draw a link to what is written there, it actually implies that it flows from selfishness. Parents have become selfish and they are looking after many, many, many in the society, and they have forgotten societal values. They don't inculcate it in their parents, in their children, and they leave it for the schools. And I want to say that we have removed all the values from our schools. We only leave their education, but we've removed the values. You can teach a child to be responsible or to be accountable, but if mm. there's no authority to which that child will be accountable, accountability you are teaching is nonsense. Okay. It is it is the fear of God in somebody that is the person to say, even if the system of today fails and and may get away with it, ultimately I'm not I'm, I'm never going to get away with it. And the last thing I want to say is that we have actually missing what we're observing now is a degeneration. We started with parents and uh, losing the values gradually. What we're observing is already a consequence of something that started a long time ago. And my greatest fear. Okay, that's Nicholas in uh, Pretoria. Didn't quite get what your greatest fear was that, but I think we got the rest of it. Let me run through a, f- a few um, SMSs and also uh, Facebook messages here. Starting with the Facebook messages, uh, Lusanda Fogazi says, I think our children are a reflection of a broader uh, a problem of what the country is facing. Uh, Martinez, Martinez says, our children are unequal economically. The white children still want to be treated as superior beings. Bongani Mbanjwa says, um, if such behavior is not new, it is surely normal. It's just that uh, technology and communications and reporting is much more open than it was in previous years. Deboho Ben says we must stop blaming the economy and unemployment for our bad behavior uh, of our uncaring youth. And then uh, on the SMS line, Peggy Temba says television is corrupting society. Sex and violence is the order of the day on TV. And that's where society is getting these immoral values from. Uh, this one says, um, unbelievable, children are fed fodder of violence as they watch our TV screens. Then we have uh, Dale who says, how many children are really wanted? Children having babies, do they know what it takes to raise a child? I'm not surprised the youth are generally out of control. Clive says, here we go again. What when in doubt, a blame apartheid. There are equally horrific acts committed by children in countries where there never was apartheid. The problem is the do-gooders who believe that corporal punishment is more cruel than the horrific um, uh, and horrific than spanking. Mbambi in Cape Town says, "I blame the government for what these children have become." That's Figile Mbambi. Zazi in Mpumalanga says, "Let us not be naive about the role that children's right in this exchange of votes uh, uh, has done in." killing our beloved country. Let's divorce apartheid in our thinking and tackle our problems head on. That's Zazi. Bella says apartheid again for goodness sake. This is a new generation. Parents should take responsibility. Schools bring back religion. Parents are way too soft. Kaya M uh, in Port says our society is violent itself and kids simply emulate what they see on a daily basis. And then um, just uh, I, I actually just want to run through the last few. Dear Val 
child in Cape Town and Shirley say spare the rod and spoil the child. Margot says shouldn't it be what's wrong with the parents in South Africa rather than what's wrong with the children and I think most people agree with you. Brian Kumalo and uh, John in Cape Town. John saying it's very simple. You don't get bad children, just bad parents. Please stop blaming apartheid and everything else is mostly bad examples, including from our leaders and the president. Well, that's a mouthful and that's a lot that has been said this morning. Um, uh, Dr. Resnick, I want to come to you. I I want you to touch on some of that if you can, but I want you to leave us also with that, um, the uh, basic structures that you were speaking about earlier that parents should know. Okay, yeah, look, I think, you know, this was interesting hearing all the calls, but the basic structure is how do you bring up children? You bring up children by making them responsible, and how do you do that? You know, for a child to make you angry, it means you're not in control. So similar, similar, listen to the kid, but also give them a choice. For instance, if a kid doesn't want to go to school, he doesn't have to, but he's got to go and ask the headmaster. The headmaster says he can come back, he can come back. You've got to have structures in the house. You've got to, only parents can legislate against TV time, iPad time, etc. They're a huge danger, but they've, they've got to be educated. You know, like Dr. Suruti said, I'm not talking about going on parenting programs, but you've got to educate the educators. That's the teachers and the parents. They've got to be working together, educating that child, setting up structures, setting up rules, consequences that the child understands and then you get the buy-in and if I can just give you one more example if a child for instance wants a yogurt he's got to ask but what are the rules to yogurt you've got to finish the yogurt you've got to throw the bucket away clean up the mess if you're going to choose not to it will mean you don't want to watch tv then you ask the kid what is he going to do he's going to say I'll, I'll finish the yogurt and I'll throw everything away give them a chance to tell you what they're going to do once you set out the rules so you've got to know how to give them choices but make them understand when they make bad choices, they choosing the consequence rather than you punishing them. Because the moment you punish a child, you're the bad one. Mm. And we've, we've got to get away from talking down to kids, but being very firm and getting them to tell us once we've given them the choice and the consequence. That makes a huge difference, and you can work this across virtually everything a child does. And okay. one last thing, if I have a tem- temper tantrum, they're saying to you, you know, they don't like you, that means they're choosing to go to their room. You're not sending them to them. You make them aware they've chosen to go to their room. So you put the responsibility onto them rather than end up screaming, shouting, threatening. And, and it's about educating parents, not sending them on programs. And there's nothing out there that's educating them properly. All it's right. Telling them what to do. Okay. To do uh, Dr. Sirute? Yes. Uh, the couple of points I, w- I want to raise based on what I had the listeners say. Uh, number one, uh, the issue on uh, religion in education. Um, it seems to me that there is a misconception uh, uh, that the department has done away with religion uh, totally uh, in our schools, and that is not correct. Uh, what is important to uh, make at this point is that uh, we have a, a religion in education policy, and that policy is very clear. If a school um, has to have a school assembly, and in that school assembly, it is important in the context of that school that the Lord's Prayer, for example, be recited. That ought to happen. Uh, that's an agreement uh, that is entered uh, in the school. So, so that ought to happen. But the policy is very clear uh, in terms of how that should happen. Number one, um, it has to be voluntary. So we should not um, cajole and force other learners who do not 
subscribe to that religion to be part of the recital. Number two, it's got to be done on an equitable basis. In other words, those learners who are not subscribing to that religion have to be afforded other opportunities uh, for um, religious or spiritual edification. Uh, the second point that I need to make is the, uh, the uh, uh, misconception, again, that uh, schools are only teaching about rights and that's less emphasis on responsibility. That is not correct. In fact, rights and responsibilities are a very uh, integral part of our life orientation curriculum. We teach learners um, in the language that they understand. Uh, we teach them of the Bill of Rights, each right in the Bill of Rights, and we emphasize what attendant responsibilities are you know, in terms of mm. that right. So, so learners are taught that, and we reinforce that also in the core curricular sphere. When they're in the sports field, when they're participating in arts and culture activities, we, we use every opportunity that we can get. All Even right. in the workbooks that we have distributed to schools, um, uh, that message on rights and responsibilities is an important component. So, uh, that unfortunately is all we have time for, hopelessly out of time. But I'm sure this is not a topic that will go away anytime soon. Uh, Dr. Chope Seruti, uh, Deputy Director at the Department of Basic Education. Also, Dr. Ken Resnick was a psychologist and he's just completed a doctorate which focused on evaluating parenting programs, a program that he developed. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, Isaac Momakwe says, I'm not waiting for Parliament to discuss how I should raise my kids because my parents are led by example and uh, there was just another one here that I thought was a good note to leave it on Africa Ijama says we have a generation of mothers and fathers who party every weekend and never come home and the kids are given no attention no love instead we ply them with money so we need to think about that clearly problem is not with the kids it's with our parenting thank you so much for tuning in this morning and for your great participation and of course to the production team for making sure it went out loud and clear it's after nine and time for news with Vibakshini Chetty Miller